Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hello church and greetings in Jesus' mighty name. What a joy once again to come before you with the word of God. His word is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It is food for the hungry. It is healing to those that are wounded. It is power to those that are feeling weak. It is truth to those whose faith is shaky. The word of God is powerful. And I believe every child of God must build their life upon the word of God that God has for us. This day, I sense the Holy Spirit encouraging my heart to share with the church something very, very important. All around the world, things are getting bleak with the pandemic going from bad to worse in, in our nation particularly and then in many other nations. People are concerned about the thousands of lives that are being lost, the people that are passing away. And I believe in this time, the nation and the nations of the world has taken a great hit. Financial losses have amounted to billions upon billions. Many, many have lost jobs. Many families, uh, you know, they have struggled in this time. Many have struggled for food. Many have struggled for clothing or things to buy in this particular time of their life. Even so, as a church family, we have not been able to gather together for the last o- over a year now. Close to 60 weeks, we have been bringing God's word uh, and worshipping together online. And we never imagined when we first started a year ago when the pandemic set in and the lockdown set in. We never imagined that it was going to go for over a year. We had thought we'd take it a few weeks and then see what happens. Even when the restrictions came down because of concern for people's lives, we continued to be online and bring God's word at this time like this. As the year has gone by, and people now with this second wave coming in, so many people are concerned. And one of the questions that often comes to a believer's mind is, has God abandoned us at this time? Why do I feel abandoned? Why do I feel that, that I don't know whether there's light at the end of the tunnel? In this time, I know many have lost their jobs. At this time, I know many have fallen sick. At this time, many have lost their loved ones. Someone very dear to me went to be with the Lord yesterday. And we're not sure even if we can make it for the funeral, whether their children can. As we look at these unprecedented times, One of the questions that comes to our mind is, why am I feeling abandoned? Why do I feel like nobody cares for me? Now, abandonment is something many, many, many people have experienced or gone through. I have felt many times in my life that nobody cares for me. Nobody loves me. There are times where nobody called me. No one would speak to me. Uh, And I felt, and they felt that maybe I was a, rebel in the presence of God. I was not walking with God. I have felt like that. Now you might wonder, Pastor, did people think you are a rebel in the eyes of God? Absolutely. There have been seasons of my life. There have been seasons of my life where I was put out of the church. I was asked, uh, you know, not to come back to fellowship simply because people had misunderstood 
some of the things that I had on my heart. At those times, I would go back to my room and I would cry alone. I've gone to the terrace of my hostels or my homes and I've just prayed unto God. I've cried unto God. And my question was, God, why am I feeling so abandoned? Why is it that nobody wants me? Why is it that nobody cares for me? What is really abandonment? Abandonment is the time where we feel that everybody is keeping a distance from us. Nobody wants to talk to us. We seem to be the troublemakers. We seem to be the problem people. Every one of us has gone through life where we have felt abandoned. The comfort of people lasts for a season. After that, they're not able to comfort us anymore. And then, maybe the, you know, we, we also might feel like isolating, but many people stay away from us for various reasons. Maybe hanging out with us would send a wrong message. Sometimes people just don't know what to tell us. <clears throat> many feel abandoned, especially in today's time and age. Have you not been through a journey like that? Have you not gone through times of financial loss, job loss? Haven't you gone through times where, you know, you felt nobody cares about you? When I looked at the Bible, I tried to look at the Bible and try to figure out, if, in a bird's eye view, what, did, what was the message of the Bible. And I suddenly found out that the message of the Bible broadly was a message of people in trouble. And a God who came to stand by his people. A people that loved God and a people that got in trouble all through the Bible. When we see in the life of Joseph, and I really want to share, pitch my message off here from the life of Joseph. In Genesis in chapter 37, we see this young boy who loved Jesus. He loved his father. He loved his brothers. He loved God. He was faithful to God. He was faithful to his father. And he was faithful to his brothers. And this Joseph, you know the story, he had a dream. And because he had a dream that the whole family would bow down and honor him and worship him or, or would bow down before him and he would be the leader, his brothers didn't like him because his brothers were older than him. And his brothers, they called him the dreamer. And the Bible says when they rejected him and made fun of him, ridiculed him, mocked him, he dreamt yet another dream. See, sometimes we go through abandonment because people don't like our dreams. We go through abandonment because God has spoken a vision to our heart. Sometimes people abandon us because they, they don't like the way God is favorable to us. And this was the story of Joseph. They did not like the fact that God seems to be favoring Joseph and lifting Joseph up in the eyes of all his people, even his father was almost shocked to saying, are you saying that we all are going to bow down before you? you know, that I and your mother and your brothers and, and all of this, all these people are going to bow down before you? You see, the brothers became jealous of him. And one day, when the brothers had gone to feed the flock, the father asks Joseph and says, Joseph, can you go and look at the welfare of your brothers? In fact, take some, you know, take some cheese and take some other food and take some of the stuff and take it to your brothers and let me know how they're doing. And Joseph says, Papa, I will go. So now he went about looking for his brothers in Genesis chapter 37. And we see all of this in chapter 37. And he was looking for, a, he said, I will go in verse 13. And, and thereon he went and he went and asked people, have you seen my brothers? 
and they said well they've gone towards dothin and he went looking for them he did not stop looking for his brothers he did not stop looking for the ones that despised him and when they saw his brother when they saw joseph the bible says the brothers got together and they plotted against joseph they plotted against the one that god had spoken favorably about now because god has a plan for your life and my life does not mean that we will not go through seasons of abandonment many of us have prophecies many of us have a word from god and we know in our heart that god has spoken this or that to us and if god has spoken this and that to us i want you to know that god will fulfill what he has concerning you but in the meantime there is a journey in the meantime there is a season in the meantime we go through pain and we go through rejection and joseph went through that pain and he went through that rejection so he said let's go down to dothan and so joseph went after his brothers and he uh, and uh, he found them there and they plotted against him and they took him they tore his robes and they put him in a pit he was alone in a pit all night and they planned to kill him can you imagine his own brothers wanted to kill him and there are times we've been through those kind of circumstances not similar maybe not our brothers want to kill us but you know maybe emotionally or spiritually we felt like that nobody cares for us maybe financially some of you have been very wealthy in your past and then you went through a business that just collapsed and your finances began to crash and now you're beginning to feel in your heart well i don't know if anybody cares about me before when i had money everybody wanted me now that i don't have that much money nobody wants me see many of us feel like that at different times and joseph felt just like that he was in the pit and they took him and they finally sold him the next day to a caravan that was going to egypt in overnight joseph the dreamer the man with great potential from god overnight became joseph the person who was being sold by his brothers to the egyptians nobody wanted him nobody loved him nobody cared about him people of god i want you to know today maybe you're in that circumstance and this word is for you we've all felt abandoned we all felt and joseph goes on he wants to be faithful and integrity sold as a slave as a slave he goes to a man called potiphar's house and there he is faithful in that house and god lifts him up and then potiphar's wife desires him and he runs away from immorality and then again he is accused wrongly and potiphar throws him into the prison that is there in his house he got he got abandoned by the one that he was faithful to my life as i have been through times of abandonment i felt all alone i felt why is nobody caring for me why does it and what i i begin to encounter i begin to think of all the things that i did for them many times when we feel abandoned we think like that we think about all the things we did for the other people and that's just a natural thought you know i would think in my heart what did i not do for them i bent my back for the believers i bent my back for the pastors in the churches i loved them genuinely i served them genuinely i put my money there and served the kingdom faithfully and it is them who have turned against me i remember one particular incident not going into too many details 
But there was one particular incident when I was uh, many years ago. There was a circumstance. I walked into um, uh, a particular uh, pastor's house, and as I walked in, I saw a group of people sitting and talking. And they were my friends. I went there and said hello, everybody, and they and and they looked at me and they said hello. At the moment I said hello to everybody, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, "Turn around and walk away from here." I said, "Why, Lord? What happened?" And the Holy Spirit said, "John, just turn around and walk away from here." So I turned around. I walked out of the house. and i'm walking back to where i was staying and asked the lord lord what happened what was that all about i just went those are all my friends and the holy spirit spoke to me and said they have been discussing about you and they are speaking lies about you oh my heart was so broken i was a young christian at that time my heart was so broken and i'm thinking lord what did i not do for them why are they saying i'm a terrible man what is it that they're saying and they were attacking me in certain areas of my life the holy spirit spoke that to me the next day i met a friend uh one person who was there who was a dear friend of mine and that person was fighting on my behalf so when i saw the person outside i saw the person i said what was that last, yesterday happening in the pastor's house the person said no nothing i looked at the person i said the holy spirit spoke to me and said last night that you all were speaking they were they were speaking about me and you were defending me and the person very sadly said yes that is true in the moment i heard that again my heart went down i went away i remember going to the terrace of the hostel and crying over there and saying jesus why is it that all these people that i loved that i served that i gave my food to that i gave my money to the people that i cared about why is it that they have turned against me i went back to the hostel that night from the terrace was so broken heartbroken i went down to my room i looked at my friend my roommate and i told him i said if it was an enemy i could have borne it it was the it was my brothers who walked with me the ones with whom i served in the temple and i quoted from psalms when king david was saying it was the ones who ate with me from the same plate it is these people who have turned against me oh my heart was so heartbroken i looked at my friend and and my roommate and i said i am going to leave ministry i don't want anyone to encourage me i don't want anybody to tell me anything i i'm just i'm done with ministry i'm done with this christian world and these people they are just a whole bunch of ungrateful people that night i went to bed and next morning i woke up and god spoke to me you see when we go through abandonment we often want to give up on everybody and everything joseph went through abandonment but joseph refused to give up when you look in the bible the bible is full of stories of people that have gone through abandonment you look at the life of moses and israel in fact i was thinking israel for 400 and odd years in the egypt as slaves if that didn't make them feel abandoned then what did they cried out to their god god why 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 see many people go through abandonment for a few years now david he went through abandonment 10 years running away from king saul he didn't want the kingdom he didn't want position he didn't want power he's saying lord just just deliver me from this this man who's after my life this he's bloodthirsty after my life but that was only 10 years if you look at joseph's life that was 17 years or 13 years in prison if you look at jesus it was you know that it was those three and a half years of rejection and all those things that happened But when you look at the people of Israel that was 400 and odd years of apparent abandonment now they felt abandoned of course there was a reason why they ended up in slavery that was not god's original plan the reason they ended up in slavery was because of israel's rebellion 
God knew that in his heart. But God had planned a mighty deliverance. But for 400 odd years, Israel would have been thinking, why does this God not love us? Why does he not save us? Today, even as we are going through this pandemic time, many of us would be feeling the same thing. Why doesn't God put a stop to this? We have prayed. We have asked the Lord, why is God not putting a stop to it? Now, we don't have all the answers to every circumstance. But I want you to know that God has a plan in the midst. While we are feeling abandonment, God has a plan of great deliverance. Israel came out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Ten plagues were sent upon the Egyptians. And finally they told Israel, take your people and take your everything. Take the gold and wealth, everything. And just leave. Just, just get out. If you can just get out. When he said that, you know, just get out of this uh, land. The people left with a mighty strong arm of God. They came out of Israel. Oh, they were celebrating. Just like many of us, we came out. We were celebrating once we got saved. And as we begin to go on the years into our Christian life, we came to a point like Israel at the Red Sea. Now, Israel, they were delivered mighty from Egypt, but they had a Red Sea moment. Are you in a Red Sea moment today? You celebrated how God got you out of great trouble and years of, of, of darkness and brokenness. But now you've come to a Dead Sea moment. You've come to a place in your life, you feel that the Egyptian army is behind you and the Red Sea is in front of you. That this is your last day. Daniel had a moment like that. Can you imagine what it felt like for Daniel? When in Daniel chapter 6, the Bible says, God picked up, you know, uh, Daniel and raised him up to be a wonderful man of God. But because he stood for God, because he opened the windows, because he was a worshiper, he turned to Jerusalem and worshiped. They picked him up and they put him in a lion, a den of lions. Can you imagine that moment? For a moment, think about it. That you are in a den full of lions. I'm thinking that would be my last moment. I mean, I've often wondered what would I do if I was in a den of lions. I think I would have just said my last prayer. I said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. I think I would, have, I would have said that. But Daniel was not like that. What did he do? He looked to the Lord and, I'm going to, uh, and we see how he trusted God. That God was going to deliver. And God supernaturally sent an angel of the Lord. And the, and, and the Lord, you know, the angel of the Lord shut the mouth of the lions. And all through the night, God kept Daniel alive and well because God had a plan for Daniel. Maybe you're feeling abandoned today. And you're thinking in your heart, am I the only one who's going through a circumstance like this? Joseph felt abandoned. Daniel felt abandoned. David felt abandoned. For 10 years, he ran from his own father-in-law. He ran away for his own life. He ran from his closest friend, Jonathan. He was not sure whether who was his friend and who was his foe. He went to the Philistines. He had to run from the Philistines. Everywhere he went, he was running. In fact, he felt so abandoned. There was one moment where David was holed up in a cave. And Saul and his men had surrounded their entire region. There was no way David was going to escape from there. Maybe some of you are feeling like that at this moment. There was no way David was going to escape from that. And he felt like darkness all around. Many people at this time are feeling the same way. We feel like we're surrounded by the enemies on every side. We feel like there's darkness all around. 
we feel the enemy is coming against us <coughs> we feel that that the devil is trying to destroy our life we feel our finances have gone low we feel nobody wants us nobody calls us and that is the way david felt but he felt something more he felt everybody hated him he felt the ones who were supposed to love him not only did they not call him they are now chasing after his life to kill him and just when they were zeroing in on david at that time something happened the philistines began to attack saul and saul and his army had to retreat and go back away jesus the son of god himself i want you to know people of god jesus himself has felt abandoned he feels what you and i have felt the bible says as he hung on the cross for us for your sin and my sin he cried out to the father and said my father my father why have you forsaken me why have you forsaken me my god my god why have you forsaken me he cried out to the father in fact if he if someone on earth knew the father it had to be jesus and he's crying out in pain and agony and what is his question why have you forsaken me why have you forsaken me i want you to know the prophecies were there in the scripture that he would not allow the righteous one to see death or to see destruction he would not allow his the son of god to 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 end up finally in the grave forever but even then jesus at that moment felt my father my god my god why have you forsaken me the feeling of abandonment is a real feeling it is indeed true it's a real feeling paul felt abandoned the bible says paul is telling at my first defense in the gospel you see nobody stood by me he's telling timothy at my first defense nobody stood by me everybody left me and went in second timothy 4:16 and then he says no by first defense nobody supported me but he goes on to say but all deserted me and i'm thinking of paul thinking of who all this all are they all deserted me many of us feel abandoned but paul's situation was not a feeling jesus situation was not a feeling david's situation was not a feeling it was a real situation the bible says at my first defense no one stood by me but everyone deserted me Paul knew what it felt like being deserted but he goes out and he says like this may it not be counted against them what a power of the holy spirit upon david's life upon paul's life when he says may it not be counted against them many times when we think of people that have def- uh, uh, abandoned us all the kind of thoughts that go through our mind are they're not worth it you know i always knew they're not worth it i shouldn't have given my time to them i shouldn't have wasted my time going after these people serving these people but you know what apostle paul did he stood there and he said god god i know they all deserted me but lord please don't hold it against them paul used his abandonment moment to make it a moment of intercession Paul used his abandonment moment to make it a moment of intercession. He says, "Let it not be counted against them," he said. "But the Lord stood with me." Look what apostle Paul says. He says, "But the Lord stood with me." Hallelujah. He knew in the midst of his abandonment was a reality. 
but God standing with him was a greater reality. Hallelujah. For many people, you feeling abandoned is a reality. And then you wallow in that reality. You wallow and you're sad. You're crying out. And then many people, they use this time to accuse others. Because they hurt. So hurting people will hurt others. The number of times I've seen people in our churches. How they will get upset with some leader or the other. Upset with the pastor. And then they begin to attack viciously. It's their tongues are like wipers tongues. And I want to say that this is true about many believers. That's what the scriptures say. That you can look righteous like the Pharisees, but we can be a whole brood of wipers inside. Because when we feel abandoned, we are not able, like Paul, we are not able to say, Lord, don't hold it against them. Why? Because we have not known the Lord. We have known the care of the pastor and the people. We have known the care of our friends and our family. And when they fail us, we have not known that God cares for us. Many people have struggled in this area of their life. Paul said, may it not be held against them, Lord. Don't hold it against them, Lord. And then he says, but the Lord stood with me. The Lord stood with me. Paul had a strong sense of the presence of God. That God is not far away to somebody whom I'm praying. God stood with me. Hallelujah. He had a sense in his heart that my God is for me. My God is not against me. But you got to understand, he got deserted for the sake of the Lord. Hallelujah. He got deserted for preaching the gospel. If he was going to be a nice little Pharisee back there in Jerusalem, he would have a plum job, a great salary, acceptance from everybody. I mean, the greats of the greats at that time would have acknowledged him. But for the sake of the gospel, he went out and preached the gospel. And because of this gospel... Of the Lord Jesus for whose sake he stepped out. Because of this gospel is why he suffered right now. He was suffering and he was suffering and he was suffering. And as he was suffering, he just did not get angry with God. He said, God, for your sake, it is my privilege to serve you. He said, don't hold it against them. But Lord, you are standing with me. And then he says, and the Lord strengthened me. Paul, in the midst of his abandonment, he knew where to look for strength. He said, so that I might fully preach the word to all the Gentiles. He says, even though some people abandon me, all oh, the Lord stood with me so that I will fulfill my calling. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes when we feel abandoned, we don't know it is part of our calling. When we feel abandoned, we don't know it is part of what we have to go through. When we feel abandoned, we don't know that God is with us in the midst of abandonment. Are you feeling abandoned today? Consider this, my brothers and sisters. It's part of the journey that God has planned for you and me. It's part of the journey so that God, why would God allow that? So what is inside our heart will come out. When many believers who don't know the Lord, when they feel abandoned, they get critical, they get accusatory, they begin to lie about others. He has never called me. No, he may have called many times, but who would say, he never called me. Nobody cares. And then we'll attack the others personally. They're all hypocrites. They're all liars. They're all cheats. And then if you've been part of the church for a while, you, some people would say, all they want is our money. Or they would say, all they want is a benefit from us. You see, many times when we feel abandoned, instead of like Paul, looking to the Lord, Paul looked to the Lord, 
And he said, the Lord strengthened me. The Lord strengthened me. My dear brother and sister, who is your strength today? Is the Lord your strength? The sovereign Lord, the Lord is my strength and my shield. So he says, so that I may fully preach. I may fully preach the word and all the Gentiles might hear. And he says, and I was rescued from the lion's mouth. He says, he says, it's amazing how when everybody deserted me and I was even put in a lion's den or maybe in an amphitheater where the lions were let out. How God delivered me from the lion's mouth. You know what Apostle Paul was saying? He was saying, even if everybody abandons me, he says, as long as God has work for me to do, I cannot die. Number one, as long as God has work for me to do, I cannot die. Hallelujah. Today in the midst of this pandemic, I want you to boldly proclaim it and say, as long as God has work for me to do, I cannot die. Hallelujah. I will live and not die, the psalmist said. I will live and not die that I may proclaim the works of the Lord. My dear people, do not live in fear. Live in faith. Do not think God has abandoned you. Do not think people have abandoned you. This light and momentary suffering that you're going through, I want you to know that God is for you. God is with you. Jesus knows your pain because he cried one day, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, Apostle Paul stood there and he said, Lord, do not hold it against them. Jesus on the cross hung there and said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Do not hold it against them. Joseph, when he saw his brothers, after years when God had lifted him up, in his heart Joseph would have prayed, my God, my God, do not hold it against them. Today if you're feeling abandoned, what is your prayer? Are you praying, God, those dogs, you kill them, Lord. You kill those terrible fellows, those fellows, dead dogs, like the psalmist said. Now, many people look to the Psalms and, and they look at David and others saying, those dogs, those, uh, he calls them those things. And, and he, they feel they, have, they should pray like that. No, you shouldn't. Why? Because you're not from that covenant. You're from the new covenant. And in the new covenant, Jesus says, forgive as Christ forgave. Not only should you forgive, in the new covenant there's something more powerful. What is it? You need to see the bigger picture of what God is doing. Apostle Paul saw the bigger picture. He saw the bigger picture that he had to fully preach among the Gentiles. And until it was time for him to go, that he could not go. I want to tell you, my dear brothers and sisters today, that our God, he will not forsake his people. I want to tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, Psalm 37, 25 says, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging, begging for bread. You see, when, when, you know, God is not a God who's going to forsake you. God is not going to forsake you. He's not going to forsake you in your troubled times. He's not going to forsake you in your, in your abandoned moments. Just like Apostle Paul, I want you to declare after me, even though everybody d deserted me at such and such a time, but my Lord, he stood with me and he strengthened me. For what? Not just to finish the rest of my life complaining and murmuring. He stood with me and he strengthened me so that I can finish the rest of my life with doing the work of God. You see, when we feel abandoned, many people want to leave the ministry. 
when we feel abandoned in the ministry we say i want to leave the ministry i'm done with this i don't want i i have been that journey i have been there in times i think until 2003 uh uh 2002 i told the lord many times i said lord i just want to give up i don't want to serve i'm tired of serving until one day the holy spirit spoke something to my heart and the holy spirit told me john my mercy has called you to be a leader today the moment god spoke to my heart it suddenly dawned on me it dawned on me that god was such a merciful and such a good god and i told the lord that day lord from today onwards i will never ever ask you that i want to leave the ministry many of us when we feel abandoned we want to isolate when we feel abandoned by somebody we want to walk away from everyone else in our life now if someone has abandoned us for example if we feel the leaders of the church have abandoned us we abandon the church now if someone offended me now i've had difficult times in the ministry and from the church if somebody offended me and when i walk away from the church because somebody abandoned me i am abandoning others in the church what did they do to me what did many people in the church do to me who's who for for who have been a blessing to me and who i have been in fellowship with we want to isolate ourselves because we feel abandoned because we feel hurt because we feel wounded and i want you to know david fell like that daniel fell like that jesus fell like i fell like that many many of you have fell like that but i want you to know god is not a god who's going to abandon you because he will not abandon his covenant deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 31 says like this for the lord your god is a compassionate god he will not abandon you nor destroy you nor forget the covenant with your fathers which he swore to them he will not forget the covenant with your fathers you know god is a god of covenant he will not abandon you and he will not abandon me why because god has made a covenant with you and me and the covenant of god is the covenant that he is going to walk with us till the day we come back you know he comes back to take us home he will not abandon us today i want to declare and proclaim a few things from scriptures over you because of god's covenant to you my dear brothers and sisters god will not abandon you he will not abandon you when you are in financial trouble hebrews in chapter 13 and verse 5 says like this make sure that your character is free from the love of money being content with what you have for he himself has said i will never forsake you i will never desert you and i will never abandon you or forsake you he himself said i will not forsake you i will not abandon you i don't know who among you is going through financial trouble right now i want to speak this word over you that god your god will not leave you in financial trouble he is a way maker the storm will pass the storm will pass in your life some of you are in debt some of you are in challenge i want you to know the storm will pass our god is a good god he is a mighty deliverer he will set you free he will deliver you from times of trouble he will set you free he will set the you know the bondage of poverty over your life will be broken by the power of the holy spirit why because god wants to tell you today i will never leave you i will never forsake you now many people think that financial uh, breakthroughs are going to come by plenty of finances now i want you to know 
my financial breakthrough comes not because of plenty of finances. It comes because God is with us. That he said, I will never leave you. He said, I will never forsake you. He will not forsake you in financial trouble. God will neither abandon you. He will not forsake you when you are in trouble from other people. You see, that is why he says in Hebrews and chapter 13, the next verse, that is why we confidently say, what, do not, that's why I confidently say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? When people come against you, I want you to know God is saying, if the Lord is for you, the Lord is your helper. I've seen through all these years of walking with God, I have seen God has been with me. My God, He has been with me. And I want you to know your God will be with you. Jesus will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You will never be abandoned. Some of you need to know today, maybe you're going through a very difficult battle situation. You're going through a situation where there's a battle, there's a spiritual warfare. It looks like all of hell has broken loose against you. Problems are on every side. Maybe there are cases and maybe there are people who hate you and maybe there are people baying for your blood. And I want you to know today, in the midst of your battle situation, God will not forsake you. King David knew what it means to be in the middle of battle. He cried out to the Lord at the end of his life. He says, Lord, through you have been a strong tower for me. You have saved me. In fact, David goes on to say something very interesting. He says, God, you saved me from all my enemies. And you saved me from trouble within. And you saved me from King Saul. Can you imagine? All my enemies. Trouble within, which is from within his own people. And from King Saul, who was his leader. So at that time, he had experienced the deliverance of God from his enemies. But he refused to look at his own people as his enemies. Even though Absalom had rebelled against him. He refused to look at his own people, Israel, as his enemies. Even though they had turned against him. He refused to look at King Saul as his enemy. He said, God delivered me from my enemies and from King Saul. Which means he looked at King Saul, my leader. I know I've been through some difficult times with my leader. But God has taught me to say that my leaders are not my enemies. That, it, you know, the devil is my enemy. So if you're in a spiritual battle... I want you to know Deuteronomy 31, 6 says like this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or in dread of them. For the Lord your God is the one who is going to go before you. Don't be afraid of the demonic host. Don't be afraid of the problems in your life. Don't be afraid of cases and challenges and problems and accusations and all that. Why? Because God will go with you. Apostle Paul, he knew a God who stood with him. Deuteronomy says about a God who will go with you. He will go ahead of you. He will be a strong rampart. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, the eternal God is my refuge. And underneath are his everlasting arms. You experience a God who is with you. You're experiencing a God who's going before you. You're experiencing a God whose arms are under you. 
the bible says he will be a shield and rampart he will be a god behind you he will surround you on every side the bible says under his pinions you know the bible says in psalm 91 it says under his wings you will find shelter you have a god that is above you a god that is under you a god that is surrounding you on every side then when you feel abandoned and you feel you're in the midst of battle i want you to know you are not alone god will not abandon you in battle neither will he abandon you when you look to god and trust him god will not abandon you in times of prayer eliezer was sent by abraham one day to find a, a bride for isaac eliezer did not know abraham's family didn't know laban and the family but he went there and he prayed he said god my god god of my master abraham would you not help and would you not help find a spouse and genesis 24 27 says like this blessed be the lord the god of my master abraham who has not forsaken his loving kindness and truth towards my master as for me the lord guided me in the way to this house of my master's brothers you see god will not abandon you when you are looking for guidance when you are looking for a moment for god to speak to you god will not abandon you when you are looking for which way to turn God will not abandon you when you pray. You know, I think about this beautiful beautiful encounter Apostle Paul in Acts 27. Apostle Paul in verse 20, Acts 27 and verse 20. Apostle Paul was in a storm. He was arrested, he was a prisoner, he was in a storm and he was now going to Rome. And because others did not listen to him, the boat got caught up in a storm and it's going to be broken. Everybody lost hope. Verse 20 says like this since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small storm was assailing us from then on all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned you see apostle paul had lost all hope he said there's no way we're going to be saved at that time the bible says an angel of the lord stood before him that night if you feel in your heart that you've been praying i want you to know god is still there with you god is still there for you god will not abandon you in your leadership God will not abandon you if you are in a place of leadership. Many times leaders are very lonely. Yesterday a, a leader sent me uh, a message that said that leaders are very lonely. And I want you to know leaders don't have to be lonely. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Hallelujah. Leaders don't have to be lonely. My dear brothers and sisters, you don't have to be lonely. As a father and mother, you don't have to be lonely because your God he will there be there with you god tells joshua i will be there with you like i was with moses joshua 1:5 says no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life just as i was with moses i'll be with you i will not leave you nor forsake you god will not abandon you in the ministry neither will god abandon your children some of you are concerned about your children some of you are saying my children don't know the lord I want you to know God won't abandon them. Pray for them. Stand by them. Pray. Uphold them before God. Some of you, your children are backslidden from the faith. Proclaim and decree the salvation of God upon them. God will not abandon your children. Some of you, you've gone through financial messes. You don't know your feeling in your heart. I've left nothing for my children's future. I want you to know God will not abandon you. God will not abandon your children. Psalm 37, verse 25. What an awesome verse. It says like this, I have been young. and now i have been i'm old yet i have not seen the righteous forsaken nor the descendants 
begging for bread. When I came into the ministry, I asked the Lord, Lord, who will feed my family? Lord, if I don't have money, who will take care of my children? Who will feed? And today I can tell you boldly, it was God who stood by us. Even today I want to tell you, my God, he stands by us. Even this morning he has supplied all our needs according to his glorious Riches, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, my God stands by us. My God is a good God. My God is the one who goes before us. People of God, I want you to know today, you're never alone. You may be abandoned, but never alone. Hallelujah. Let me say that again to you. You may be abandoned, but never alone. You may be a, you may be an orphan, but he's a God of the orphans. You may be a widow, but he's a God of the widow. You may be someone who's feeling that your children have abandoned you. The Bible says, even in your old age, God will not abandon you. Psalm 71 verse 18 says, and even when I'm old and gray, God do not abandon me. Until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who comes. Say, God, don't abandon me till I testify. I want to let everybody that is coming after me in this generation, I want them to know that my God is not a God who abandons me. Hallelujah. I want you to know, in your old age, you won't be abandoned. Some people, your family has abandoned you. Your family has abandoned you. I want you to know, even when your family abandons, your father and mother forsake you. Isaiah, or Psalm 27 and verse 10 says like this, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but my Lord will take me up. He will not abandon you, even if your family abandons you. He will not abandon you, even in death. You see, even if you die, it's never too late. Even if you die, it's never too late. The Bible says for those who love Jesus, there is hope even in death. The Bible says in Acts 2.27, For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor will you allow the Holy One to undergo decay. They proclaimed about Jesus Christ. I want you to know the righteous, they have hope even in death. That their death is the beginning of a new life with the Lord. Hallelujah. It is the end of the trailer and the beginning of an exciting eternal life with God. Where there is no more pain, no more tears, none of that. And finally I want to tell you today, God will not abandon you in the grave. When you are in the grave, Acts 2.31 says, He looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he was not abandoned in Hades, nor did his flesh suffer decay. Even if you were to die, and even if you were to go, you know, onto the grave, they'll put you in a box, and they'll put you down six feet into the ground. I want you to know, not even a box is six feet under the ground can make you abandoned in the presence of God. The Bible says, even in, if I were to hide in the deepest darkness, you are there. If I were to be in the depths of the grave, you are there. David knew, not even the grave could make God abandon the righteous one. People of God today, God is calling you to be God's righteous people. Maybe you've been gone through abandonment. I want to tell you today, fear not, he's with you. Fear not, he's with you. Our God is a God who will always stand by your side. Even whatever circumstances you're going through, you may be feeling abandoned, but you're never alone. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.